Welcome to the FTF Exchange Podcast. This is Maureen Lowe, founder and president of FTF. In this podcast series, we speak with industry professionals from leading financial and technology firms in capital markets. We will discuss an array of topics from current events to the latest fintech updates to human interest stories from time to time. Through these discussions, we strive to foster thought leadership and information sharing, and we certainly welcome comments and feedback for future episodes. Today, we are speaking to Sarah Poldos, the Director of Portfolio Services for More Investment Management based in Calgary, which is in Alberta, Canada. And we're going to talk today about some of the lessons that Sarah has learned about the pandemic uh, lockdown. I guess, first of all, what is Moore's current situation as far as the pandemic-induced lockdown? Are most staff members still working remotely? And does the firm have hybrid situation? Hi, Eugene. Thanks very much for having me. The majority of employees uh, are based in Calgary and Toronto, and currently both cities are under pretty strict provincial COVID-related restrictions, including lockdowns. So almost all of our staff is currently working remotely. I think we're focused really on what does the next phase look like? And like most other firms, trying to plan within a framework of some uncertainty still. We certainly have realized through the course of this uh, last 10 months that some things that we thought were truths about our organization and how we needed to work together, mostly around having a physical location where all of us would be permanently based, those just don't hold true any longer. And so we're really focused on what does the future of our work environment look like? Not just the physical space, but the virtual space. Where do people need to be to do their best work? How do we facilitate collaboration? How do we ensure that we maintain our strong culture and good relationships with one another? And so right now we are working remotely and recognize that There is no scenario in our organization where everybody is itching to get back to the physical office space. So I think hybrid is definitely the direction that we're heading. And how has your firm been handling the operational processes that are manual or or perhaps more paper-based? Well, like many organizations, I think we had plans to automate and eliminate many of those processes. In some cases, the pandemic has expedited those plans. For example, we've almost eliminated client checks and paper-based account opening documents. We've pushed all of those client process workflows into the technology that we're uh, currently using. So things like Salesforce and some of the other tools that we use. In other cases, though, it has slowed us down a little bit. So plans that we had to automate or even implement some tools, those have taken a, a bit of a backseat and not specifically pandemic related, but the fact that We needed to be agile and figure out how to solution some of these other day-to-day operational complexities really quickly, just sideline some of those other initiatives. Uh, Thankfully, they're now back on track. So I think that overall, I would have to say that it's actually been a really positive experience. And for most of us, it really propelled us forward with momentum that the pandemic wouldn't have otherwise made the opportunity available for. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm hearing from other firms, that the pandemic lockdown has served as a catalyst for for some changes that were underway. And it looks as if the pandemic accelerated change. Has the pandemic lockdown served as a catalyst for what is being called a digital transformation at many firms? I don't know for us that it's been a catalyst because we were already well on our way, but it certainly has changed the momentum 
or the pace on which we found ourselves changing. In some cases, we have seen uh, that lag or a stall of some processes. But one of the things that's an important initiative for us this year is fairly significant technology implementation. And one of the questions that became really critical was how will this be impacted by COVID and our remote workforce? And it became really apparent to us quite quickly that there actually would be no impact on it at all. The project team on our vendor side is based all over the world and so is well suited and well used to uh, working their client hours. And so um, we don't have that same scenario. We have people in multiple locations, but certainly not all over the globe like our vendor does. And so it's actually served in some ways, I think, to really streamline our processes because probably everybody can relate to the fact that, you know, there is a degree of wastage now that we all understand from moving from physical space to physical space and having to organize people to physically gather. Now, I think we've all become a little bit used to jumping off one meeting and into another in a matter of seconds. And so that really has facilitated some very quick collaboration and allowed us to move at a pace in some respects that we would not have been able to move at had we been physically mm -hmm. together. How has the lockdown and remote staffing impacted client relationships? Oh, that's such a great question. Certainly, an adjustment period as we work through some of the initial fuzziness around some of those manual or paper-based processes. But our clients adjusted really quickly alongside us, and most of them were really happy to accommodate a transition to things like maybe electronic statements or telephone or video meetings. I would say now, <laughs> 10 months in, we've seen a little COVID fatigue set in. And some clients are asking when they expect paper statements to resume or when they can meet with their counselors in person again. Uh, but on the whole, most of our clients have been really flexible and adapted well to this new environment. One thing that we've learned is that in times of uncertainty, you really rely so heavily on the strength of those relationships that you've built. So the importance of building that trust with clients, especially in times like these, cannot be underestimated. How did the lockdown and remote staffing impact you personally? How would you describe your reactions to it and, and maybe a little bit about how you adjusted to it? Oh, also a great question. I feel like <laughs> 10 months seems like it was so long ago now, Eugene. I would mm -hmm. say that one thing I learned quite quickly at the onset in March when we went into lockdown was that my capacity for change was not as strong as I believed it to be. <laughs> to be fair, I didn't adjust well to working from home. Personally, I'm an extrovert. I get a lot of energy and enthusiasm uh, from being around my colleagues and uh, I rely a lot on those personal connections. And I had not a lot of experience working from home. I don't have a home office environment set up specifically because it's not a preference for me to work from home. Fast forward six months, and actually, um, now I'm really loving it. And so I think probably for most of us, no matter where we were, unless we already were really well set up and well uh, familiar with a work from home environment, I would say that it's for sure been an evolution. Mm -hmm. I expect it to continue to evolve as time passes. Okay. And so what does it feel like to manage a team remotely after managing them, you know, in person? Well, I started a new role in January of 2020, including managing a team that was co-located between Calgary and Toronto. And so that really was my first experience of managing a team based in two locations. 
And then of course, you know, eight weeks or 10 weeks later, I was managing that same group of people, but in 10 locations, because we're all working from our spare bedrooms or basement offices. <laughs> so I would say that for sure, it took some getting used to, again, not being able to sort of swivel in your chair and ask a quick question of your colleagues. You know, you you find ways to replace that using technology. I would say, again, that the quality of the relationships that you build with colleagues have a direct impact on your ability to evolve and change pace quickly. And so I'm very thankful for the culture that I work at at Moore, where we place a lot of emphasis and work really hard to maintain those good and trusting relationships. I think one theme that I've had as I've been speaking with lots of people across the industry, and in fact, outside of our industry as well, is that everybody has realized that the pandemic and working from home really emphasizes the strongest aspects of your culture, good or bad. And so I feel like all of the work that we have done on building a culture that is based on candor and curiosity and communication and all of those good things has really um, helped us weather the pandemic in a way that some other folks might not have. So I, I would say that for sure it's an evolution. But yeah, I think the other thing too is we can't really you know, downplay the role that technology has had. So many organizations were already employing this kind of technology, but I think for some of us that uh, maybe weren't as far along, we've come to realize the value of it. And that although things look a little different, nothing is lost. Nothing is lost if you employ it right, if you remain flexible, and if you are able to keep in good communication with your team members about how they need to work, how the norms have become different now that we're all working from home uh, as opposed to sitting next to one another in the office. There's been so much great information published on how different types of firms are adapting to setting up new ground rules for how we want to work with one another so that we can accommodate the funky situations we find ourselves in at home, whether we're dealing with family members, young children, busy households, roommates, or even living alone. You know, these are challenges that uh, really are impacting us now that we are, <laughs> a phrase that I've heard very recently, which I think is really apt to describe the situation that many of us find ourselves in, which is not working from home, but living at work. <laughs> and, and your answer kind of anticipated the other question I had about the lessons learned, because it sounds like you just have shared with us some of the lessons that you have learned. Are, were there any surprises though, from the situation? You know, as you said, 10 months, 10, 11 months on, was there anything, was there a moment or something that really surprised you about managing your staff or even about adjusting to the new confines of, of working from home? Yeah, there's a few things. I would say one thing that surprised me in my organization, but also as I spoke with my friends and colleagues in other industries, was how quickly people adapted to change. Hmm. I think that people really rallied around our common experience of being thrust into a situation that was uncomfortable, uncertain, undesirable. And that was a real pivot point for, for me was when I could see that this was, ironically, the pandemic was actually helping strengthen relationships because we all had something that was, although a unique perspective, we were all in the same storm as you would. Not in the same ship necessarily, but definitely experiencing the same storm. So that was surprising to me. We were much more adaptable and resilient in that in that respect than I believed. 
What are your hopes then for uh, 2021? Well, one of the things that I'm looking forward to is putting into practice some of the lessons that I've learned. So I'm hyper aware of the importance of managing my energy levels and helping my team do the same. I think it comes with obvious strategies like eating and sleeping well, getting regular exercise and making times to see or at least speak with family and friends. But I think there are more subtle things too. And speaking with people about what strategies they're using to help get through these challenges and managing their resilience has become really, really important. And I've learned some fantastic tips from people. So I think, you know, while technology has enabled us to continue largely uninterrupted, it often means that we'll have back-to-back meetings for three or four hours at a time. And so a new habit established to block off time in uh, our calendars for work or administrative tasks or even deep thinking and be really protective of that. That's something that is new that has yielded decent results just in these first three weeks of the new year. Mm -hmm. I think as far as looking forward, one of the things that I think is the real silver lining for me is that there's just a general uptick in curiosity and a willingness to experiment. To me, those are the conditions required for innovation and momentum. And I think as we now are more comfortable with those things, it's only natural that our businesses will be, you know, the happy recipient of those benefits. And so I'm really excited about seeing over a longer period of time, what those shifts in behavior will allow us to achieve. Okay. The only thing that I would add to that is that now reach the stage where I'm, I'm trying very hard to stop making excuses, you know, for, for, you're not exercising for overeating for <laughs> just bad sleeping habits. <laughs> Hopefully I'm at that point where I can, you know, implement some changes, but yeah. when it all first hit, it did seem that, you know, you could kind of excuse a lot of stuff, you know, to, to evolve, to change, to keep up, yeah. you know, in, in a remote situation. I think it's important. I mean, we're by no means, are we over the hump of this, you know, hill of uncertainty, <laughs> There's lots to come. You know, all of us could maybe use a break from work, have a holiday somewhere sunny. That's not on the horizon anytime soon. And so what I think many of us have also become more accustomed to over these last months is a skill of having built some patience to uh, take some time to reflect and think more deeply about how we want to proceed, and also an element of grace, allowing you know yourself some grace when you know that you're having a moment or when you can see your colleagues and your friends also needing a little grace, allowing them to have that. And I think that, to me, that silver lining of building deeper relationships with people is, is ultimately going to make the outcomes a lot uh, stronger. Excellent. Thank you so much for your time. You're very welcome. I'm so happy to talk with you. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the FTF Exchange podcast. If you would like a turn in the hot seat, reach out to us at info at ftfnews.com and let us know what capital markets topics you'd like to discuss. Also, be sure to sign up to receive our email alert so you don't miss out on listening to future episodes. Just visit ftfnews.com and click the sign up link at the top of the page. Thanks again for listening to the FTF Exchange podcast. Mm-hmm.